Welcome to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, where our goal is to connect listeners to the great outdoors with hosts Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. I'm host Ben Brandell, owner of Meant to Be Outdoors, instructor of outdoor skills, and passionate about personal growth. I'm host Brian Hoffmeyer, wildlife biologist and avid outdoorsman. Welcome back to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast. I'm your host, Brian, with my co-host, Ben Brandell, and this is another Total Outdoorsman Tuesday episode. In this series, we are trying and sharing skills with you so that we can all become better outdoorsmen together. Last week, we talked about the Dakota fire hole, which is kind of a survival skill. This week, we're going to jump into what we call the camping world, and we are sharing how to make bannock bread. Ben, had you ever done this before? You know, I haven't actually made what we identified today as bannock bread, but I have made some similar breads. Yeah, you make fry bread a lot of times with some of our activities or when we have fish fries, and that's actually like deep frying. Oh, it's so good. It is really good. It's so good. You're making me want it. little fresh honey on top. Uh Well, it's just, it's deep fried bread, and it's kind of chewy, and then, yeah, you add that honey at the very end while it's hot. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, guys, look out. Yeah, it's kind of like a... Toaster strudel almost. A little deep fried, a little flaky. <laughs> yeah, kind of. But this, what we made today, is is not that. No. It, it is not that good, um, but it is much easier, cheaper, and a lot simpler than than actually deep frying fry bread. But and, and I wouldn't say that was bad, so don't get me wrong. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't as good as fry bread. And the reason I even bring that up is one of the names for bannock bread, which we made today, is fry bread, but right. this is more of a, a pan fried, quick fried, and then kind of baked. We'll get into all the details about how to do it here in a minute. If you want to look this up, how you spell bannock is B-A-N-N-O-C-K. And what that literally means is morsel. Mm. And that's pretty much what this is. It's a little morsel. If you were, maybe you were in a hunting camp or you were hiking up from a base camp and, and came back or just needed a little morsel for, for your trip, this is something that you could do very easily. We just did it out in the backyard. It was fun to do together. Probably something I'm going to show my kids to go do out around the fire ring if I do it again in the future. How do we make this stuff, Ben? Does it take a bunch of ingredients? Does it cost a lot, a whole bunch of utensils? How do we actually make bannock bread like we made today? If you only had flour, lard, or you know, oil of some sort mm-hmm. and water, you're going to have bannock bread. It's basically flat bread is what you're making. Um, we were fortunate to fortunate enough to have some other things that we added yes, to it. Yes. Um, you know, if you were like, you know what, what what I need right now, you could literally go to Walmart and buy Bisquick. Mm-hmm. Literally buy Bisquick and you're going to be able to perform what we did today. But the cool part is, is that maybe you are camping. Uh, maybe you're looking around your house and you're like, what do I even have here? You probably have the supplies already to do this. Yeah. Or maybe you're just it's a nice spring evening and you're like, man, I need something to do out back with the the kids this evening. This is a great thing. Cause like Ben said, you probably have all this stuff in your house. The most simplest recipe is flour, water, and some kind of oil or fat source. We did put a little olive oil mm-hmm. in ours. Um, something we added is a little baking powder, which is going to give it it's not going to make it leaven, but it's going to give it a, a little fluffiness. But that is not the original recipe. You can add to it whatever you want. We threw in a little raisins, a little cinnamon, and that did add to it. But some people add sugar, and then mm-hmm. when it's done, then they top it with honey and powdered sugar on top yeah. of that and really make it almost as a, a dessert. But you don't have to do that. But obviously, if you're at home, you could do that. Maybe even throw in some chocolate chips for those kiddos. You know, before actually doing this, I thought Bannock was kind of more of like a survival bread. I really did. I thought 
this would be in the survival world. But honestly, it does fit camping perfectly. It's something that mm-hmm. you can pre-mix at home, and then you can literally make it out at your campfire. Um, you can take all the ingredients with you and make it right there at camp. It really kind of depends. But the irony in this is that I actually have been doing this for a long time. Because similar, yeah. Similar. Some, because this is very similar to what I take with me in the backcountry when I go out backpacking. Um, I actually sometimes cheat and buy the Bisquick, but I make what I thought were biscuits. <laughs> I was making these in my little fry bake stove and making little biscuits, um, but actually it was a form of Bannock. Right. <laughs> I didn't know it because there is no yeast within what we're making here. Right, and, and Bisquick does have baking powder in it as well, so mm-hmm. it is going to give it a little more a little more rise, a little more fluff, but you're not actually sitting there and letting your bread rise over an hour or two. It is not a leavened bread. Bannock is unleavened right. bread. Um, you know, I think you actually added some salt. I did, yeah, a little pinch of salt in there. And, yeah. you know, when you buy Bisquick, I'm pretty sure Bisquick has salt in it. So yeah. you, can, you can refrain from adding in all those extra things, and the basics are flour, water, and some sort of oil. Mm-hmm. So start there if you want to try it. Now, now we started this process in the kitchen. That's where we started it at. We prepped and got everything ready there before we took anything outside to the fire. Um, but again, you can mix and do all your mixing right at your campsite, right down there by your fire, whatever works best for you. If, if this is an activity that you want to do with your family, with your kids, then yeah, let them do that outside. It may get a little messy as they're mixing with their hands and all that, but let them have fun. Let them get right. in let them do it. Let's talk about the exact recipe that we used. Now that we know the basic recipe is flour, water, and, and some type of fat or oil, let's talk about exactly what we used and then how we cooked it. So we did we did two cups of flour to start as our base, and the water really is as needed. We started with a half a cup of water and real quickly saw that we needed another cup, added another cup in, like you said, a, a pinch of salt. We did five tablespoons of uh olive oil, extra virgin olive oil, but you could add, uh, you could put Crisco, you could do melted butter, really any kind of liquid fat or oil that's going to be in this biscuit uh, is going to make it uh, a nice, sticky, fluffy, really a moist, unleavened bread. Otherwise, you get kind of a a dry bread if you're not adding any fat. If you were just to do water and flour, you end up with a a cracker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's actually that side of the world. You do get into some survival food that, that hard tack where you're, you're re- removing all water mm-hmm. out of the bread, completely removing it to where you have this hard brick. And that is something that you could make in the future is survival. It's that hard tack, but this is not that this yeah. is bannock. This is, this is edible in regards to, you can pick it up and eat it without dipping it in any kind of water, in oil, in jelly. It's 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 edible the way it is as soon as you're done done cooking it. Ben, do you know what the difference between Bannock and hardtack is? What is it? Broken teeth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's very true. I mean, those that, that don't know what hardtack is, it's literally hard as a rock. You have to soak it <laughs> in water and juice and your drink and, and chili and stew. Sounds so yummy. <laughs> it has to set and soak for like... Minimum five minutes before it's even edible, but it is a survival food. It lasts years. Well, I say years. It lasts months, if not a couple years, you know, somewhere on person. Right. And the the inverse of that would be Bannock only lasting two or three days. Correct. And that's kind of, it may seem so that we're even sharing and making jokes about the two, but that is kind of where our misconception started to disappear because we 
have heard bannock referred to as a survival food and mm-hmm. kind of thought that, but it really is just a, a camping or an outdoor thing. It has its uses, which we'll go over, but right. it is not a survival thing because you aren't going to make a bunch of this and have it six months later to grab and, and run and go if you needed it. But if you wanted to make it at base camp and, and then go, you could. But once you started putting oil in it and we actually we did a, even a little dash of milk we saw one recipe that said you could take uh, some dry milk if right. you wanted to take that out on the trip with you and, and throw in some dry milk but all that's going to make this i mean it's going to it's going to spoil so it, once you start putting things in that have moisture like oil and fat and milk then it could spoil or it will spoil eventually. But the question is how long? So this is not a survival food. And that was a misconception that was blown out of the water for us and actually diving in and, and testing out this skill. Yeah, you're right, Brian. This bannock bread will go bad. It's not going to be a survival food. It is something that is tasty, especially if you've gone a little while without food. So it is tasty. And, you know, you need to eat it up within a couple of days um, because it will go bad. It will spoil. Right. So we made it even a little tastier. We had our our flour, a little bit of milk. We had our water and our oil in, but then just for taste, we threw in a handful of raisins and uh, sprinkled in some cinnamon as well. And then it was time to cook. So we went down, we got a good fire going. We went outside to the fire ring, used some nice oak, got some good hot coals, put my cast iron skillet on top there, little oil in the bottom of it, little bacon grease, got it good and hot. And then we uh, patted them out Traditionally, bannock is rounder or oval-shaped, little uh, thicker than a pancake, but but not as thick as a biscuit. I'm going to say maybe a half inch thick, and we patted them out, put well, them there in our pan, and just browned each side. Yeah, it'd be like taking a biscuit and then smashing it flat, and so right. you get that circle. It's a little bit uh, more round than a biscuit, but it's about a half an inch thick. Mm-hmm. You know, that's about where you want it to be. Is about half an inch. Yeah, and then you're just going to quick fry, get each side brown. And then once you do that, you've got to take the pan off of the direct heat. Uh, we had it right over the top of the fire, and you're going to set it. It's kind of a, I'm going to call it a, a campfire baking trick. If you don't actually have a Dutch oven, if you just have a pan, you can tilt your pan on its edge 45 degrees away from the fire and put a stick holding it up and let that cast iron do its work and let the heat, the indirect heat flowing through the pan kind of finish the baking. And we did that for about another 15 minutes after we browned each side. And they were perfectly cooked, got a little bit of crunch on the outside, but Mm -hmm. then that kind of tacky, doughy bread on the inside. And when you took a bite and you got a little bit of that sweetness from a raisin, it was really good. As a matter of fact, I couldn't stop eating it. And I'm a little too full right now. (laughs) You did. You're like, I'm just going to have one more. Just one more. It's always one one more. more. Like one more cast fishing. You got one more bite of Bannock. You know, I ate one. Um, I thought that it would taste, I don't know, more bland than it was, even without the the, uh, cinnamon and the raisins yeah because we had some bites that didn't yeah have that in yeah i thought i thought the bread itself tasted really really good and then once i was able to get in some of that cinnamon to some of those raisins it was like a dessert Mm -hmm. it it tasted like a dessert and i thought you know what if i had been hiking and and backpacking all day long and someone made this for me and it was ready and it was hot and and i could bite into that and having an empty belly it would be phenomenal on the trail yeah i imagine hunting for elk all day and coming out of uh, elk camp and making some of these bannock biscuits, sitting down with a hot cup of coffee and some steamy unleavened bread and 
I'd probably just go to sleep right there where I was sitting if I had yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you could. You would. Sound, I mean, sound it's, like a dream world. It's warm and it was good. For my survivalists listening, you may say, well, I've, I've heard of this before. This has gone around the, the – people have talked about this. I've heard about this. You know, there is one step that you could take if you didn't have – that pan, you know, we used a cast iron skillet. How big a cast iron was it, Brian? Was uh, it about ten a, and a half or ten and five eighths, whatever? You the know, size we didn't is. use a lid. It was just an open cast iron pan. But you could, in theory, you could not even in theory, you could take these bannock bread, these flat bread, and you could cook them right on the coals. At that point, we're getting into what's called, you know, your your ash cakes. So. For my survivalists out there, you know what I'm talking about. You could do that that way. For us, though, we wanted to try it in, in the uh, the cast iron, and, and we mm-hmm. did, and, and it turned out very, very well. So, Ben, if you had to apply this, again, if you were going camping and you had to apply this skill, how would you prepare before the trip to do this? So when we go backpacking, this is something that I take with me because – when you take a mixture like we have, um, you can make all sorts of things. You can make pancakes, you can make biscuits, you can make from desserts to breakfast. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot you can make when we're talking about flour, even if it has baking powder in it um, and already salt. Like you, all you really need to do is add water. It's an right. add water mix, and that's where the brand name Bisquick. There's others um, that you can purchase, but it's already made. Really, flour. Uh, right. Excuse me, already made bread. Set up. I'm, I can't even think of that, how to explain it. Um, it's ready to go. And so what I've found is I've already been doing that on my backpacking trips because when we go sit down and we go to cook, I add water to my mixtures and I knead it and I make my dough right there. And I usually flatten it out and I fry it. I put it in a fry bake. I put it in my skillet and I put it over the fire and I make biscuits that mm-hmm. way. You know, when they get done, sometimes we'll put jam on them. Sometimes I'll do peanut butter and jelly biscuits. Sometimes I do pizza on the top of them. I'll, I'll put my sauce, my pepperoni, my cheese. So, you know, flour is amazing. I'm so thankful we have flour that it's easy and readable and available for us to go get. And when you start adding more and more ingredients to that, you can make your bread tastier or bland. At the end of the day, even bland biscuits are amazing. Bannock is amazing. Yeah, so essentially what you're saying is when you're making Bannock and the mixture that we made up today is pretty much Bisquick. So if you really want to simplify things, if you're going camping, throw some Bisquick in a Ziploc bag and at any point in time, you can add some water to that, knead it up and and fry it or cook it however you need to and you're good to go. Here's a tip. This is something that, that Brian started to do out there by the campfire is put it all in Ziploc bags. I prefer to put it in two. So put all your ingredients in your first Ziploc bag and zip it up, and then put that in a second Ziploc bag. What that does is, if for some reason your first bag pops or gets cut, now you don't have this flour, (laughs) (laughs) just chaos everywhere. And then two is, once you get to your campsite, you're camping, you know, you're, you're there, you're ready to make this stuff. When you add your water into that Ziploc bag, you can actually begin to mix it inside the bag so that your hands stay completely clean. You yes. don't have sticky batter all over your fingers. You know, in the step of making this bannock, you will have to knead it. Knead it. You'll have to mix it up. And by doing that inside a Ziploc bag, it is so much cleaner. And then whenever it is in that ball-shaped form, when it's all done and it's ready to, to put into that skillet, you can insert your hand. You can 
pop that bag inside out, revealing your dough, and you can begin to then pull pieces off using your second bag, if you choose to, or placing the whole thing in the skillet. Because here's another way, Brian made little circles like he's talking about, but you could flatten that entire dough in the bottom of that skillet, completely 10 inches in diameter, and then you could cut it into triangles. You could cut it down the middle sideways if you really needed to, if you wanted to minimize that, uh, that stickiness. Otherwise, if you're not going to use Bisquick, you will have to mix up these things or, or take all of these things with you. You know, you'll have to take salt, you'll have to take oil, you'll have to take flour, you'll have to take some baking powder, you'll have to take all these individual things or mix it at the house before you go into a packet. But Bisquick, great option, grab some and go because that's pretty much what it is, even though this has been used for hundreds and hundreds of years, which leads me to, I'd like to talk a little bit about the history of Bannock. Uh, it is still made today. As a matter of fact, there are restaurants that revolve completely around it. And the history is a little, uh, a little arduous. If you say it to the wrong person, they could actually get offended because it mm. brings up kind of a bad period of time. So native tribes in North America, Canada and United States and Mexico, they were doing something similar to Bannock before Europeans came over, but they were doing it with things like making acorn flour or, or burdock root flour, all these different natural plants that you can make flour out of and just mixing water with it and maybe some animal fat with it as well that they had. But they didn't have things like spatulas or pans to cook in, mm -hmm. so they would have cooked it on a stone next to a fire. So it really wouldn't have been a fry bread. It would have just been an unleavened baked bread, and these breads would have had, yeah, a nutty, earthy flavor. It wouldn't have been wheat flour because they didn't have it. However, once Europeans came over here, they had access to flour and now pots and pans and spatulas and things, and, and they could start cooking this way. But unfortunately, it was kind of forced upon them because as we forced our native tribes in, in Canada and the United States onto reservations, they started getting government rations. And you know what those rations were often? Flour and, and lard. Mm. So now they have flour, lard, and water, mm -hmm. and it became a necessity just for them to survive that they were eating bannock bread. So if you said this to the wrong person, brought it up like it was this glorious thing from the wrong tribe, you could actually offend them. However, some people from indigenous tribes are embracing it, like I said, and they've actually created restaurants. They're entrepreneurs. There is even one, it's in British Columbia, Canada, and it's called the Kaklui Cafe, and their slogan is, don't panic, we have the Bannock. So it actually was a survival food at that time. Mm -hmm. I mean, it kept people alive. People were able to survive on this. Today, to me, it isn't a survival food because we actually have other things. We have pre-made, prepped, ready, like it's going to last a long time style of food. And that is what we call survival food today. So this for them was a survival food. They had to have it in it. They were forced to do this. It's all they had. But I will tell you, if it came to me eating eating bannock or or dying, I would I would choose to eat the bannock and, and serve it to my family as well. Right. Absolutely. But I got to share a, re a bannock recipe that this restaurant makes. Uh-oh. It, it, so is it better than ours? It's going to be better than ours. All it right. has to be. They call it Indian tacos. And they basically make this this bannock or fried bread, and they top it with chili, a little shredded cheese on top, some lettuce, chopped tomatoes, and then homemade sour cream and salsa on top of that. <sighs> Sounds like I'm ready to dig in. <laughs> I now. would try that. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. definitely dig into that. But I love that they've they've kind of in, embraced that, and they call it their powwow circuit, where they they have these uh, indigenous groups of people, and they have their their powwow cafes and powwow powwow circuits, and they, and they serve. 
this bread and, and, and love it. And I can see why, because it's pretty good. Yeah. You know, my last reason for liking Bannock and using Bannock is because it is a quick bread. You're not, you don't have to wait for it to rise. Um, there is no yeast. You literally mix your water into those ingredients. And once it's, it may be a little sticky, but once some of that sticky is kind of controlled, it's ready to be cooked. And as soon as you brown it, it's ready to eat. I mean, mm-hmm. it is a quick bread. It's nice because you can do that in the backcountry. You could use your stove in your kitchen to make it as well. So very flexible. You can you can really make this bread anywhere that you want to. Yeah, here's what I recommend. I recommend going in your backyard, getting your fire pit fired up, whether it's one that's above the ground, in the ground, however it is. Get it fired up on a nice day. Get out there with your family and your friends and and, and show off your skills. Test this out and try it. Get creative. If you want to throw, like I said, chocolate chips or other kinds of fruit, you could do that. If you really want to, uh, if you really want to stick with maybe some some native flora, you could go out and get like persimmons or wild strawberries or blackberries during blackberry season and start mixing some of this into your bread dough as well. But the Bible actually talks about us going and, and breaking bread and, and being together, community and breaking bread is a great thing. And I, and I want to share that with you just to give you some encouragement because yeah, it, it may take some extra work. It's Friday night and it's a lot easier to order pizza, but grab some of these ingredients and do this with your family and friends. Just try it once and I'm sure you'll be ready to try it again. And maybe if you do go camping and stuff a lot, this is something that you can implement into mm-hmm. your to your routine. But I want to share this verse with you. We are in the book of Acts. We are in chapter two, verse 46 and 47. And breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their church daily those who were being saved. That, I, I got chills reading that. He, God is literally telling them, I'm going to save people. People are going to get salvation if you go from house to house, spend time together in fellowship and break bread together, more people are going to get saved and be part of God's kingdom. That is powerful, guys. Do it together. Break some bread. Enjoy creation with a gladness of heart. The things that are around you, the fact that you even have wood to burn mm-hmm. in the fire or flour and water to mix together and a fire pit to burn them in. Do that with a group of people. Go out and give this a try. Brian Bannock was two thumbs up for me. This is something that I would continue to do. Because I've done something similar in the backcountry, I'm going to keep doing it. If you don't want to try to find the recipes, get some Bisquick. All you have to do is add water and go out and cook it. And what's cool is that you can try it. You can do it over and over again until you have found how it works best for you and your family. If you want to add salt, add salt. If you don't, don't. If you want to add some fresh fruit, do it. If you don't have any fresh fruit, get dehydrated. Yeah. There are so many options here with this. Get creative with it. Bread has been around since the beginning. We love bread. We even see that Jesus tells us to go break bread with other people. Go try it today. Go do it. I just thought of something that would be so cool. Because you're so inspired and you're going to go out and do this, take a video or a picture of you and your family and friends doing this. And if you put it up on social media, tag Meant to Be Outdoors. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. We would love to see that you guys are doing it. It would mean so much to us to know that we inspired you enough because we tried it and shared it with you that you guys went out and tried it as well. So please tag us on those platforms. 
the platform that you're listening to the podcast on, there's always a way to automatically download and subscribe. Please do that as well as leave us a review. Just take a quick second when this is over, leave us a review, let us know how we're doing. And that will also help us move up the charts so other people can find our podcast as well. We want to continue to grow. We are so thankful for everybody that is listening. We are going to be back on Thursday with a brand new episode. And as always, between now and that time, we hope that you find time to get outdoors. Thank you for listening to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, hosted by Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. Please help us by subscribing. Also, follow along on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook.